there boys and girls and welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut Jones and today we'll be joining Joey, Lizzie and Wolfgang as they talk about Isaiah 118. So grab your Bible and a friend and come on and join us. One early morning in January, Joey rolled out of bed and had a strange feeling that something was different. He listened to the sound, but heard nothing. He thought that was strange because usually he heard cars driving by, footsteps of people walking, or birds chirping. But this morning, everything seemed quiet and peaceful. He walked over to the window and as he rolled up the shade, he had a squint from the bright white light that shone in. Oh, no wonder. It snowed last night. Look how white and smooth everything looks. Wow, it must be at least a foot deep. Looks like a perfect day to go sledding since there's no school today. Maybe I'll call Wolfgang and Lizzie to see if they want to come with me. Hello, may I speak to Wolfgang? Oh, hi, Wolfie, it's Joey. Hey, I was wondering if you wanted to go sledding with me today. Okay, great. I'll see you in about an hour. Bye. And now for Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie, it's Joey. Wolfie and I are going sledding in about an hour. Want to come along? All right, see you soon, bye. The three met at the top of Bunker Hill, a huge hill that seemed to be made for sledding. At the bottom was a forest of trees, but it was so far down that there was no danger of sledding into it. On the side of the hill was a quiet road that was hardly ever used. Boy, the snow is so deep. We almost need snowshoes. Yeah, I know. Hey, look, since I weigh less than you and Joey, I can stand on the top of the snow without sinking through. Because the top of it is sort of frozen. See what I... Whoa! Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lizzie, what's round, wet, and lots of fun? Um, I don't know. What? A snowball! Ah! Not so fast, Joey. Hey, no fair. You got me from behind. That's it. You're really in for it now. After the snowball fight ended, the three stopped for a while to catch their breath. Lizzie looked around her in awe at the beauty of the snow, resting on all the land and trees for as far as her eyes could see. Wow! Isn't God's creation so beautiful? 
I've never seen anything so pure and white. It reminds me of the verse in Isaiah 1 verse 18, which says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. What does that verse really mean? Well, we know that it's talking about our sins being washed away, Wolfie. But how can they be washed away? Well, Wolfie, as Mr. G has taught us many times from the Bible, Christ had to become sin for all the elect. What he really suffered, nobody saw, because it was equal to somebody having to suffer in hell forever and ever. This is what it means to have one's sins washed away. That's right. And in Colossians 1.14 it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. But what exactly happened on the cross? Say, that reminds me of 1 Peter 2.24 which says, Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. I understand that Christ took the sins of the elect upon himself, but how did he actually pay for them? Well, as I said before, the Bible says that Christ experienced hell, which is being under the wrath of God for each and every Christian. I remember a verse from Micah that says, He will turn again, he will have compassion upon us, he will subdue our iniquities, and thou will cast all their sins to the depths of the sea. See, that's another verse that proves that all the sins of the elect were totally paid for. But doesn't the Bible also say that Christ's soul wasn't left in hell? Yes. Acts 2 verse 31 says, He seen this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. Think about this. If Christ was not resurrected, then we would still be in our sins and have no hope of salvation. Lizzie, 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen supports what you just said. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Joey, how are you able to memorize so many Bible verses? I can't take any credit, Lizzie. God put it into my heart to memorize as many verses as I can, so that I might not sin against him, like the Bible says in Psalm 119. After the discussion, Joey, Lizzie, and Wolfgang started sledding down the hill. The kids had a blast trying to race each other and see who could hang on the longest without toppling over. Come on, I'll race you again, Joey. Sure. Oh man, I'm so out of breath. Okay, I'm going to take a break for a while. You guys go on ahead. I'll sit down here and watch to see who gets at the bottom first. Okay. All right. Ready? On your mark, get set, go! Yeehaw! <laughs> look how funny they look going down. Looks like Joey's going to win for sure. Oh, wait. No, Wolfie's catching up. Uh-oh. He's starting to swerve to the right. Wolfie, be careful! You're going too close to the road. Oh, no, I think he's going to stop. He's going to slide right into the road. <gasps> There's a car coming right his way. Wolfgang, look out. Lizzie ran down the hill, her heart pounding and her mind racing. She couldn't see what had happened to Wolfgang, 
and she feared the worst. As she got closer, she saw Wolfgang emerge from behind the car, very scared and shaken up, but without more than a scratch or two. Joey met up with him too, and much to their surprise, two people stepped out of the car. It was Mr. Matthews and Mr. G, who were bringing the children some hot chocolate. Wolfgang, are you all right? What in the world were you doing? We nearly killed you. Sorry, Mr. Matthews and Mr. G. It was an accident. I was sledding down the hill, and for some reason, my sled just swerved to the road, and I couldn't stop in time. Thank the Lord, nobody got hurt. What about your car, Mr. G? The front part of it is stuck in the snow. Oh, that's no problem, Joey. Mark and I can get it out. In fact, I don't think there's any dents in it anyway. We're sorry, Dad. I guess we'll have to go sledding farther away from the road next time. That's okay, Lizzie. But all of you have to be more careful. So have you three been sledding all morning? Actually, we had a snowball fight first, and then we talked about Isaiah one eighteen before we started sledding. Really, that's interesting. I was just thinking about that verse as we were driving along, looking at all the beautiful snow. It's a wonderful verse about how the sins of all the elect were completely cleansed by God. It's so wonderful that God is a God that is full of compassion, mercy, and forgiveness. Some of my favorite verses, in fact, are in Psalm 130. Wait, in fact, I have I think I'm a little Bible on me here. Let's see. Keep it right here in my coat pocket. Let me turn to it. Let's see. Psalm 130. Here we go. A song of degrees, out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldst mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say, more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Psalm 51 is one of my favorite passages because it shows King David crying out to God for mercy and for forgiveness for his sins. Dad, can you please read verses 1 through 9? Sure, Lizzie. Let me turn here. Psalm 51, verses 1 through 9, which reads, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him, after he had gone into Bathsheba, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. 
Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Thank you, Dad. Mr. G, would you and Mr. Matthews care to come sledding with us before you head home? Why, as a matter of fact, that doesn't sound like a bad idea at all, Joey. I don't think Mrs. G will mind either. What do you think, Mark? Sounds good to me. While we do that, the boys and girls at home can listen to Mrs. Matthews as she sings, Though Your Sins Be As Scarlet. Hope you enjoyed our program today. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible and outreach of Bible Ministries International and Care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. Today's program is entitled White as Snow. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!